Two pros at a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Coming up on the show, it is wall-to-wall, a celebration of life. The great John Madden passing away at age 85, but we have got all sorts of good stuff. Some legendary sound from John Madden and Pat Summerall. The Madden game and his impact throughout, so stick around for that. That's going to be on the show. Also going to get into the new NFL. The protocols have changed. We've got some coaching rumors in Jacksonville. We've also got our an award that's a guaranteed lock to make you money. It's all yours. Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, two pros and a cup of Joe and you, a Wednesday edition here on FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, rock, man. This is Brady Quinn's song, man. Rock it out at the squat racks at Dublin Kaufman High. Four plates on each side. This is Brady's song, man. Five sets of 30. Get it, Brady. That's how it goes, man. Get Rock up, Brady. On. Two pros uh, and a cup of Joe here Fox left. Sports Radio. You got two left, Brady. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, it is LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are making us a part of your Wednesday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We're going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, it is a Wednesday, and that is LeVar Arrington's favorite day of the week. Yup, 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 yup. How you know? How did you know? Jonas, 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 Jonas. How'd you know? How'd you know? How did you know? Berto, Berto, Berto. You're back there, Brady, 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 Brady. Lee, 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 Lee. Do we got my bestie back there? Is my yeah, my bestie's back there, honey. It's hump day. That's right, baby. It is a hump day <laughs> here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, and uh, we've got all sorts of football conversation uh, to it, get to. Is it, is it okay if one day I don't want to do it? Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. It's kind of getting played out, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. That's good. There yeah. it is. I, I, by the way, I thought there of all is. the days, like today would be the day we don't do it. Yeah, yeah. Of all the days, I, I, I thought today might be that I day. I kind of agree. Yeah, I can't believe yeah. you did it, man. I can't. I, but well, I mean, I, I, I ran with it. I mean, I'm not going to leave you hanging. Just can't believe you did it. You I, should. I, I, I appreciate you, it. You, yeah. you should leave Jonas out there with his pants around his ankles. Just. <laughs> It's nah. good. Spraying in the wind. We call that the Dublin. That's what we call it. Nah, that's the. Uh, I, won't, I won't leave you hanging. I, the, I got your back. That's the. Uh, well, back. well, I appreciate it. You know, uh, you know, Brady would, but I appreciate it, Lavar. Yeah, I would. I um, mean, you gave up on giving us the Harry Carey impersonations. I mean, all right, that's fine. We can we can uh, say bye bye to the Hump Day uh, <laughs> intro until we bring back Harry Carey. I mean, yeah. I, I'm just saying that's a deal. That's yeah. a deal. Go, going with the camel deal on on a day where we're going to talk about one of the greats of the game. I mean, you know, I get it. I, I hear. You, man, I, I, it, I don't you know, know why Brady told me to do it. Uh, now Jeez. let's uh, let's I get know. into uh, I went with uh, you though, the, the, so don't, don't you're not by yourself. No, listen, right. I appreciate it, man. So, um, right. so this was the news that made the rounds in the NFL late last night or uh, late la- uh, yesterday afternoon into last evening. John Madden, uh, legendary coach, uh, broadcaster, uh, the uh, the name behind the Madden video game. Uh, he passed away at age 85, top to bottom, uh, in my mind one of the great resumes in NFL history, if not the greatest. Uh, his impact on the field, just as a coach, what he did afterwards. Uh, but John Madden, gone at the age of 85, just a legend uh, in every sense of the word. He he was more than just, like, as far as NFL news, this is more than the NFL. Like, obviously, his entire life was about the game of football. You know, played initially, played in the NFL, hurt his knee in Philly, and that was it. 
But that's where he first developed his love for the game of football uh, as far as coaching goes and teaching goes, being around Norm Van Brocklin. You know, he gets into coaching after that. He's around the great Don Coriel. Uh, then from there, he ends up getting hired by Al Davis, uh, who obviously Al ended up had, had coach under Sid Gilman. I mean, you're talking about some of the, like, all-time, you know, pioneers of the sport of football. That's who influenced him. And at, at a young age, he gets thrusted to be a head coach of the Raiders at 32 years old. Like, I know it, it seems more commonplace for us now, and there were instances of that back then, but it's, it was really rare, especially considering his resume at that point. And he never had a losing season. Never. He won a Super Bowl. He won over 100 games. And I think one of the crazy things about it is he didn't, like, stay too long. He got out. He went into broadcasting, won 16 Emmys, worked for every network, became the standard in that industry with how he went about calling games. I, I called him, he was a tradition. John Madden became a tradition in, in most households who liked to watch football on Thanksgiving Day because it was his voice you heard. You know, him and Pat Summerall. And they're giving away a turkey or a turducken or whatever it was. But, I mean, I mean, he became a legend in so many different ways around a game of football but that was the thing is it was all about football. It was all about him wanting to educate people, entertain people. And he could talk to coaches. He could talk to players about ball and X's and O's. But he could also talk to the common man who maybe didn't play football or didn't know football that much and explain things to him to make it simple. He was an icon, really, when you think about the impact he's had on younger generations and, and Madden, the, the EA sports game, and the impact that had on young men who one day played that game, hoping to be up there at the NFL level, and then one day they're up there playing as themselves. I mean, he had such an impact on the game of football and growing the game of football. I don't think you can really truly appreciate you know, what he's done unless you start kind of reading through and you talk through some people. I mean, I know at Fox, like he's, he's who everyone tries to talk about. Not that they try to make you be as a color analyst, but he's the one who set the standard. He's the one that you're, you're basically trying to say, hey, try to do what John Madden did. Make it your own, but be educational, informative, entertaining. Like He wrote the book on it. So it's, it's a sad, sad day. And, and obviously I was just, you know, when you watch that documentary that came out on Christmas Day, you start to get a sense of how special it was to so many people. You know, I started to get a sense of, of what, what was to come. I had heard for many years that, that – Coach Matt was dealing with with illness, per personal illnesses, and and some, a lot of people, you know, maybe attributed him moving on from the booth to just wanting to move on into life based off of dealing with some of those those health health concerns. I I I immediately my 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 flags immediately went up when they they announced that they were going to be releasing this this uh, documentary on them on Christmas. It just had an airy feeling to it. And, and, and so much so, I started looking up, like, how is he doing? You know, you, you meet enough people. When you play this game, our fraternity of uh, our group of people, our circle, in reality is very small. And so in your travels, you know, I was in the booth with Gus. I, I saw a couple people that, that used to work with, you know, you know, different people. They worked with, with uh, you know, Coach Madden and 
my 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 agent actually dean dean grossman sandy grossman like there there are so many people that you know you start to have conversations with and when the documentary was announced it it generated a lot of conversation within the legends community and and it was even going around on messaging boards is he is he okay and and so when you stop and think like for me it's hard to educate young young people on the importance of people like John Madden because it's just so you know things are just so simply put these days they it's just so simply uh, absorbed so John Madden to you know a lot of younger people is it's the video game you know and and that's what they know they don't really know the the person or the figure they never probably taken the time to know who he is you know what he represented to me uh I say there's like a few people that you'll meet in your life that embody certain things to a certain degree where the balance of it is so amazing that it's like for all these years, they have tried to recreate what John Madden was in the booth. It's like it's it's like all these years people have tried to recreate Whitney Houston singing the national anthem before the Super Bowl between what was it, the Bills and the Giants, right? People have tried to recreate that, and they can't do it. People have tried to recreate what John Madden has represented in in the booth, and they can't do it. And and I, I always felt like John Madden was the perfect balance. Like, he had to look the way he looked to be John Madden. He had to have the name John Madden to be John Madden. He, he had to have the voice and the presence to be John Madden. It's like so many different things that – that had to be in balance for him to be the figure that he ended up being to those who knew who he was and knew his body of work. So I'm just honored that I've had an opportunity to be interviewed by him, uh, to to have met him and spent time with him. I, t- I always tell the story about how he said he would jump out at a Goodyear blimp if we went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I-, I love telling the story because to know John Madden and know his – his style of his communication <laughs> and the way he presented it, uh, just a masterful dude. And and I always say the ultimate the ultimate goal for me in my life is to be able to create a legacy where one day when I cease to exist physically on this earth, that people actually make it a point to talk about my my principle, my core values, and and what was important to me. And and being someone who who impacted others, being someone who worked hard and and, and had a, a sense of integrity about how I approach things. And I have never come across anyone. Mike Haynes is a real good friend of mine, used to mentor me on a very consistent basis. I have never come across anyone who has known uh, Coach Matten to the level that they've known him that has ever had anything bad to say about him. And that's very difficult. That's a very difficult thing to do, to go a lifetime where you can meet people and no one, if his name comes up, no one has anything to bad, anything bad to say about him. So honor to him, man, and respect to him. And, you know, thoughts and prayers go out to his family, of course. Uh, but, man, what what a loss to, to the football community. Learn Learn your history, guys. I know there's probably not a lot of young people up right now at 6 a.m. or at 3 a.m. or at 4 a.m. Oh, they're probably hammered. But do your do your homework. At some point, really do do a just do a dive on who John Matten was. 
And, and I think that, that that would be good for you. I mean, Brady mentioned it. As a coach, he won 76% of his games. As a coach, and he didn't coach for a couple of years. He coached for a decade. He won 76% of his games. There, there are 30. Well, by the way, think about who he was going up against. Oh, my back God. Then. The Steelers. Bud, Bud Grant, Chuck Knoll. Yeah. All right. I mean, Don Shula. Like the, these are some of the other uh, Tom Landry. These are some of the other great minds and coaches he was going up against during that time. So it's not like oh he happened to hit this decade period that was a cakewalk. No, that was it's not a like that at all. Era. Yeah, it, it, it was era. to your point. It was a golden era, mm-hmm. and and he had that much success. It's still the all time winningest percentage for for a coach to have won a hundred games. Yeah, it's the highest still. I mean, it's it's remarkable. I think what he did as a coach, and um, I, I think the crazy thing is is he stayed relevant. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, how how many guys can say that, considering how long ago he coached, he stayed relevant. It, there, I mean, there are only a few times where the name supersedes whatever the name is attached to. Like, especially it, if you only have to say one name. Yeah, exactly. Like, like pe- people don't say lip balm anymore; they say chapstick. They don't say tissue anymore; they say Kleenex. With they don't say football video Chapstick games anymore. Brand, well, yeah, I, no, that's the point, man. They don't say football video games anymore. They say Madden. There were other games, Tech Mobile. Jo, uh, John Elway had one. You, you Joe say, Montana had one. You don't say Michael Jordan. You say Jordan. Yeah, it, his name. You don't is say so Serena big. Williams. You say Serena. And, <laughs> yeah. and you know, yeah, it, it never seemed like he was. And you meant Lavar. You've never heard anybody say a bad thing about him. Isn't that because? He was just himself. Like it never seemed like he was trying. It never seemed like he was trying to, to you know, uh, like this was my niche. I'm going to be the guy who was a little bit all over the place with the telestrator. It was like, all right, here's the telestrator. How does it work? It goes like this. Okay, let me draw some pictures and, and have some fun during you the know, game. He never, tr- he never tried like, too hard. Andy Reid reminded me of John Madden. I played for Andy Reid in most of my Pro Bowls because <laughs> they would always come up short. And the, the team that comes up short ends up coaching the Pro Bowl. Wow. No, that, well, that's the truth. Um, <laughs> that is the truth. I'm sorry. Um, but I played for him, I think, all three of my Pro Bowls, all three years. And and being around him and, and how he handled things, the one thing that you're talking about, as a coach, if you're able to relate to your, your team, to your players, the one thing that a player will always say, Brady, maybe, and, and you let me know if I'm wrong, I just want to know that my coaches care about me. Yep. If that's the first and foremost thing to a relationship between a player and a coach, I just want to know that my coach actually cares. John Madden came across to me when I met him as one of the most, as you as you said, John, as one of the most genuine dudes I had ever met. Like one of those type of guys, you know, where it impacts you in a way where you want to help him sit down. Like, like I can recall the few times that I met him and interviewed with him. I'd hug him, right? I hug him because you know they get up, you know, greet you when you come into the production meeting, and I would shake everybody's head and I'll go him last. You know, anytime I respected somebody a whole lot, I would go to them last unless I unless they were just right there in my face. But I go to John last. I hug him and then I put him in his seat, right? Like I'd sit him down. I make sure he got into his seat. You know, I, I play, you know, I grab his shoulders and, and, and give him like, you know, like the, the, the coach to, to uh, the player to coach, like shoulder rub and stuff like that. And, and almost like he was like your granddad. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. had a respect and an admiration for him that is like you need a blanket 
Do you want me to go get you some some hot chocolate or something? Like, is everything okay? Like, you wanted to know. He was one of those figures. Um, you wanted to know that he was okay. Keith Jackson was like that. Like, you just felt a certain type of energy that made you feel uh, like a kid. He made you feel like a kid. Yeah. You know. So, anyways, I, I I'm 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 thankful to have the memories of it to to have even met him and to have been around him and have talked with him but I just think it's ultimately his ability to go to the screen and be what he was and on the telestrator <laughs> and calling the games the best, on Thanksgiving man. right it was because he had the ability to connect with all of us and so many people you know they could use that and don't have it his his sounds the boink boom <laughs> yeah. you know all that stuff wow it was all natural. It was just him. Like you could picture him in the film watching room. film, yeah, or, or on the board and like explaining it to a player or a coach. And, and it was all so natural. It, it's one of the reasons why, like now, when you hear guys do it, and I'm not going to name names, Uh-oh. but but Jonas knows who I'm who I'm talking about. I'm sure <laughs> it, it comes off as disingenuous. Like he, they're almost trying to recreate him, Jim. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's so fake. And that's the thing is. He was anything but that, and that's why I think he resonated and connected with people, whether it was through the TV screen or just in person, in the manner in which he communicated. But, but also, I think you know we talked about how when coaches let you know they care as a player, I, I think when people just try to help, try to educate, try to you know entertain, like when they come off and as that type of figure, which he was, I always think that people tend to buy in more. Because what they're doing is they're not making it about themselves. They're making it about the person they're talking to or they're trying to help. And that was who John Madden was. Like, he, he really made it as entertaining and as brilliant as he was. And he really did behind the scenes. People don't know this, but, like, but even behind the scenes, the way they shoot football and talk about the game, he was the one who helped construct that. It wasn't all these people out in Hollywood who did all that. He was the one that was like, we need to do this. We need to think of this. This is how we need to, you know, talk about this. Like he was one of the visionaries behind all of that. And and so one of the things that's crazy to me is like the way he went about doing it all was it was never about himself, even though he probably had the greatest impact on growing the game of football of any figure that we've ever seen. Mm. Yeah. No, I, I tell you, it's just an awesome, awesome resume, awesome dude. Um, and to Loar's point, you never hear anybody say a bad thing about him. I think it's a testament to who he was as a guy uh, and, and just his impact on the game as a whole. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. It can happen easily. A few drinks become a few too many. It's time to go, and you think of calling for a ride home. Now it's the worst that can happen. You get pulled over. You lose your license. You total your car. You kill someone, drive sober, or get pulled over, paid for by NHTSA. Up next, uh, we've got a chain landscape in the NFL as the playoffs approach. We've got all the details for you right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There's the fridge. I saw him out here earlier, and he was just in a T-shirt. You know, he's getting that weight down. I've always noticed when a guy gets his weight down, he starts wearing a lot of T-shirts. You know, you know, when you have your weight up there, you wear a lot of coats and stuff over you. I think his weight's going down. Yeah, I do. I think that seven and a two is getting closer to the middle of his body now. <laughs> 
amazing. <laughs> He's so good, man. Uh, John Madden, uh, the great one of the. You know what was great about? By the way, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. When the video game came out, the coolest part was the fact that his voice was on the game. Yeah. Him and Pat Summerall, you, it could be the off season and you play Madden and you just hear him and Pat Summerall and it was like, man, this feels like football season. Like it just his his impact, man, uh, top to bottom, just un- unbelievable. You, uh, you know, Madden. another thing to think about just listening to that soundbite in order to like I'm thinking of guys that are in the booth right now. How many coaches are in the booth for one? And then if that if there is a coach which I can't think of. I think Chucky was was probably the one that that I enjoyed the most um, since since uh, Coach Madden. But man, you had to have the chops to be able to have conversations like that. Oh, the six is getting closer <laughs> to the seven. You can't go back into whatever facility that is and see those guys walking around. They're not going to have anything to say to you. They're not going to have any respect for you. They're they're not going to want to deal with you, but when you had like again, if anyone else other than John Madden said to me going into the first game of the season, what do you think your chances are of making it to the Super Bowl this year? And you say real good, and he says I'll jump out of the Goodyear blimp <laughs> to the fifty yard line on the halftime show if you guys make it to the Super Bowl. How many guys would you sit there and laugh it <laughs> off with versus like who? Who the f do you think you are? <laughs> what, what, what was your actual reaction? Did you laugh? Or did you have to laugh you, it off, Brady. Like, yeah, but did like, some part of you think like, man, no way. Like, we I, got a you shot. know what my response was? Is like, dang, coach. Like, yeah, coach. Like, come on, can can we get a little bit of love? I started doing football talk with him. Like, look at our personnel groupings. Like, look at who our coaching staff is. Da da da. This and that. And he just looked at me. He was like, I'll jump, Lavar. like i'm done i'm done debating it if your team is good enough to make it to the super bowl and you know how much i hate heights and i'm afraid of heights i'll jump out of a good year blimp (laughs) and those are the moments where you say you know what you have to be of his of his caliber of of who he is to actually be how he was and producers not be like no 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 don't do that don't say that or no, no, that doesn't fit. That's b- wrong timing. Or as you know, how you interact with the players. It's like you have to be. Everything has to be what it is in order for it to work out. Because at so many different points of the things that he was able to do and what he created and what what he revolutionized, uh, it, it just <laughs> it, he probably was the only one that would be able to do it. Yeah. And, and I think that that's what, like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, he was uh, just awesome uh, career from uh, the great John Madden. And we'll be, uh, you know, discussing and throwing back some uh, good clips of uh, John Madden in the booth uh, and some great sound throughout the course of the show. We'll sprinkle that in here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, by the way, 15 minutes from now, uh, somebody uh, is on the verge of getting in trouble. Somebody Uh-oh. in the NFL is on the verge of getting in trouble. So we will have that discussion for you here uh, on uh, Fox Sports Radio. And another edition of In Case You Missed It here on uh, FSR. Uh, all right, so the uh, here we go again. Uh, it's been a couple of days, so we've got new uh, COVID protocols in the NFL. 
Uh, we've now gone from what was it originally? Uh, the quarantining time uh, recommended by the CDC. Days. Fourteen. Days. Fourteen. Then it went D- to ten. Now we're now to five. Yeah. Uh, so this time next week it'll be uh, a day and a half. A uh, week after that it'll be uh, uh, twenty-seven hours, uh, and then uh, and then we'll just sort of you know reduce it ever since. Uh, and here we go. Uh, the NFL is now saying uh, it's five-day quarantine. Um, you know, less restricted whether you're uh, vaxxed or unvaxxed. Of course, this came on the heels of uh, Carson Wentz uh, testing positive. He's unvaccinated. And so the uh, the conversation went from, uh, well, the, the Colts making a run to uh, are they going to call uh, Phillip Rivers and see if he can come out? So now uh, there's some hope that Carson Wentz will be ready to go this weekend based on these new COVID protocols. Uh, but it just feels like at a certain point, dude, can we just move on with our lives here? Please, yeah. for the love of Christ, like how many times do we keep having to reduce this before we go, all right, man, the CDC is telling you it's not like what it was before. We're going to be okay. Um, I, I don't want this to come off as controversial, but you know, every morning I wake up, I like to read a bunch of different art- articles. Um, typically, it's, it's to be a dork, finance stuff. And I came across one that was talking about uh, just this entire situation. And it said, look, mandates have curbed almost everything except COVID-19 cases. Like, and I'm not saying that because like, I want to get into a conversation about policy and masks and all that crap. It's just we've gotten to a point where it doesn't matter what you have decided to do to try to, whether it's isolate, mask, all that stuff, it's still spread. Yet we're not, you know, we're to a point now where I think we're better prepared to treat it, to handle it. All of that. I, I get all of that. In regards to sports, what makes it different is a lot of these guys who are testing positive are asymptomatic. And so I, I keep asking this question. If you're asymptomatic and these guys were walking around, if you didn't test them, you would never know. And they're not at risk to pass it on. So finally, we're starting to see the CDC kind of come around on all this saying, look, it doesn't matter what your vaccination status is. If you have it, and you're symptomatic, you're, you're isolating for five days. That's what it is. And then after that five days is where it may differ, depending on your vaccination status, your booster status, all the stuff that comes along with that. The difference for the NFL is now it's basically like, look, if you end up testing positive and you're asymptomatic, after those five days, you're good. You're right back into it. If you don't have a fever, you don't have a, a cough, or if your cough is improved, that was part of the language of what they said. If it's improved, you can go play. So if Carson Wentz, even though he's unvaxxed, all right, if he's feeling fine, doesn't have a temperature, five days from now, he'll be able to start on Sunday. He'll be able to play against the Las Vegas Raiders, even though he is unvaxxed because of all that. Now, he's, you know, per CDC guidelines, he's got to wear a mask for another five days, all that stuff. But again, we're finally getting to a point where I think we're realizing that we've got to move forward with everything. And all these, like, mandates and policies we're putting in place – it's it's only hurt us everywhere else besides stopping the spread. It really hasn't stopped anything. This has continued to rear its ugly head, and that's just the reality of it. So that, that's not a political statement. It's not a controversial statement. It's the truth. And it may, it may stink to hear, but it's the reality of the situation. Yeah, I mean, we just had uh, another team – you know, opt out of playing in the bowl game due to COVID. And uh, I just, you know, everybody's going to have their side of this where where they fall on it. And 
you know how how important how much importance it holds to you personally but again as it applies to moving on with with how you do things i think that obviously you got to continue to to figure out and learn what you need to learn as it applies to the approaches of being as healthy as you can be within the situation but again i will always sink back into the original narrative which is there are other sicknesses and illnesses um, that are out there that guys are going to have, whether it be the flu, whether it be something else. I mean, there there are other viruses that could be present on the football field uh, during the course of a game, and it's not being it's not being monitored, it's not being policed, it's not being protocoled the way that this is. So again, and I'll, I'll I even venture to say this. I mean, you know, take it at face value. But I posted on my social media at King of the Mammals, by the way, on IG. Um, and that's mine too. Yeah, really. Yeah. yeah well, go follow both of us at the same good <laughs> King of the Mammals on on IG. I, I, you know, Pfizer is 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 monetizing, you know, commercials yes. during the course of the games. Yeah. And 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 you know, generally speaking, I don't I don't know about you guys, but you know, I I've seen it. I've, you see pharmaceutical commercials hit all the time, whether it's high blood pressure, whether it's AIDS or HIV, whether it's you know the gift that keeps on giving. We all know that one. <laughs> uh, you know, all kinds of different different illnesses that people you know market and brand and promote their their medicines and their brands for. And I just found it to be the timing of having Pfizer put out a a commercial and it's airing during nationally televised or regionally televised games. Uh, one was a nationally televised game. And and it just it just hits you in a way where it's like, what like let's let's can we get to a point of where we understand that it's okay to say what it is that's going on like give us some idea of what's going on and just maybe we don't have to keep questioning or wondering or urging like let's move forward let's not fall apart over it like this is this is a part of life if you didn't notice dying is a part of life you know it just is like oh my grandfather that was 80 years old just passed away of COVID. Your grandfather at 80 years old might have passed away from something else at 80 years old. It's like let's not get let's not get so far off track as to what what the whole journey is representative or representative of where we start blaming this 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 virus for everything that's taking place and I feel like we've turned we've turned COVID into Goliath. Like oh if it's COVID involved we can't do it. Back away from it. If it's COVID, it's bad. I just wonder where is it coming from? Where is that all coming from? Because to me, Pfizer, Pfizer doing what they did on doing on the the, the advertising, it, it sets off a red flag for me as like there's an agenda. Do you think if Pfizer was sponsoring a bowl game, it would have been canceled? Just curious. This would be interesting. <laughs> just be wondering. Quite quite the contradiction <laughs> See, if, if they did. Just curious how that works. You know. Well, games are getting canceled, and they're still marketing well, and branding. Of you know? and, and here's here's why UCLA was canceled. Their, their defensive line room uh, had so many positive cases that they would have been able to have a defensive line. 
And so that's that's the unique part about all of this is, you know, in, in college football and how it can impact a team, uh, especially as we have the semifinal games coming up. And we know how the college football playoff committee has talked about that. Whereas, hey, if a team can't line up, you know, it's a forfeit, we're moving on. Like, the, the team that survives and ends, ends up being the team that advances. And, and so, you know, we'll, we'll see if these teams can stay healthy enough to go play. But the reality is it, it only has to be an entire position group and you're done. And so that's, that, that's kind of the difficulty of managing all this. Uh, but, but I, I mean, obviously, a lot of what you said is, is legitimate, LeVar. I mean, that's the reality of it. And, and people don't want to hear it. But, um, you know, the truth is, is, is yeah, someone's making money off all this. There's a lot of people making money off a all lot, this. A lot, yeah. And that's all I'm saying. Like, just say it. Like, yeah. we know it. Just say it. And, and don't, don't quit trying to use scare tactics. Just say this is something that we're using to make more money. I mean, they're at they're at like something like they're in the six hundred billion or something like that uh, market cap or whatever where where they're at right now. I, I just for me again, <laughs> we don't know the report. We don't know if a whole defensive line has the flu, a common cold, the chicken pox, uh, uh, you know, syphilis. We don't we don't Oof. you know anything right. We don't know what they have, but we know they have COVID. So at what point do we start approaching COVID the same exact way you treat the illnesses, the same exact way you treat any other illnesses, and and not making it this this public display of, oh, yep, you've got it. it. We don't do it with anything else. We're not doing it with anything else. And so just like we're saying you got to treat COVID, if you got to treat COVID, you have to treat other illnesses, other viruses, other things. Why can't it just get to a point of where we're treating the illnesses and not turning it into a broadcast of they've got it, got to not do it, can't do it, won't do it, we, they got just, it. Just to your point, in the past year, Pfizer's market cap has doubled. Yeah, there you go. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe, there Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Coming up next, someone in the NFL could be in big-time trouble. If this happens again, we'll tell you what this is right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Coming up top of next hour, we've got the interview process already underway and interesting candidates are popping up in the NFL. We'll get into that for you here on FSR. We're going to have another edition of In Case You Missed It coming up here in just a moment. Want to let you know we're brought to you by NHTSA. Do you think it's okay to drive stoned? The truth is your reaction times slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Stop kidding yourself. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel if you feel different you drive different drive high get a dui paid for by nitsa sometimes you can't get to everything in the world of sports or entertainment good thing the guys are here to bring you in case you 
missed it. And for that, we turn it over to the executive producer of the show, the great Lee DeLapp, to find out what the hell's going on. Lee? You guys, in case you missed it a few weeks ago, Tom Brady had completely destroyed a Microsoft Surface tablet on the sidelines after uh, losing to the Saints. Well, he had just let it be known that the league has come down and issued him a strict warning saying if he uh, does that again, he's looking to be fined. For, for throwing the Microsoft Surface. Yeah. That is correct. Okay. But because, what, they sponsor him? So, so will he get a warning and a strict fine if he gets uh, photos of of the plays and throws those the yeah. same destructive way as point. the Surface? If he rips yeah, those then, in half. This is going to take us back to the old printed black and white photos of the yeah. sidelines. That's right. what this is going to do. I mean, is he going to get is he going to get fined for throwing those up against something and and those ripping or tearing or something? I, I, like, who cares? Is this because does Microsoft Surface yes. like look at this as an insult? And of that's course why, they do. I mean, if anything, it gives them publicity. Absolutely. What's the problem? And they're probably a league wide sponsor. Well, Not just the team. So if the the if the league issued that, that means that you know Microsoft didn't like that. Does Microsoft Surface really think that because Tom Brady threw one down, nobody was going to buy one for Christmas? I mean, let's like think about this. I mean, because I would, if think, you, I would use it to my advantage. I'd use that footage and and say, you know, whatever you're going to say. Yeah, look what happened. He threw it, and he came back, and uh, and they they performed better the next well, week. Not that game, though. Yeah, well, you know, you leave that detail. But out. you could, you could manipulate yeah, you it that way. Just spin it. Why yeah, not? You're right. So we do. Somebody got leave? butt hurt over it. Yeah, man. that's for certain. They sure did. Yeah. Okay. Hate when that happens. All right. What else we got? <laughs> you guys, in case you missed it on Monday's guaranteed rate bowl, uh, Minnesota's offensive tackle Daniel Fealele just scored a one of the heaviest touchdowns in college football history. He comes in at a whopping six foot nine. 334 pounds, although he has been uh, – He weighs more than that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's not, yeah. That's not very he's, big for that height. He, he's like actually 380. 380. I, yeah. I, I don't he's know why they yeah, – Yeah, there you go, Jonas. I don't know why they put him at that weight. Maybe it's for talented scout evaluators. The reality is he's going to step on a scale everyone's going to know. It's, yeah. But he is a massive, massive human being. He's a 380. Just want to yeah. clear that out. Yeah. Just let everybody know. 6'9", 380. You know, if anybody's interested. Yeah, th- 379, you know. Yeah, that's all right. Well, you know. Well, it was 339 for a second. I mean, yeah. what, which <laughs> got darn one is it? <laughs> the average of the Minnesota line is about 335, one of the biggest O-lines in the in the league. All right. In college football. I mean, 6'9", 380. Why? Like, they, he had to they had a Dunlap. They had a Dunlap, a kid named Dunlap, who was like 365, and he was the right guard. Like, they had, they had basically like 800-some pounds on the right side of their offensive line. <laughs> hmm. Just massive. And that's, that's all. Is that Juicy Lucy's? Is that uh, like, do you get yeah. that way uh, eating those Juicy Lucy's? Sure. With yeah. the uh, the cheese and the burger? Oh, yeah. Yeah, damn yeah. right, man. Yeah, cheese and the burger. Love Look at this guy. Just Frank and the burger. Just a Minnesota guy. Frank and Bunnies. Minnesota. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 